you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how to score. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how to score. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how to score. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how to score. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how to score. Who you calling when you're fourth and short? Man, that's how to score. Welcome inside the House of Sport, the podcast about all things local sports here in East Tennessee. My name's Casey. Thanks for checking out the show. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, I've had some phenomenal guests over this past year. Um, UT athletes, professional athletes, coaches, trainers, local Knoxville community members that are dedicated to helping to, to build as many opportunities as they can for the folks here in East Tennessee. And all of these folks that I've spoken to on the podcast, they all have some connection to Dick's House of Sport at Westtown Mall, which of course is very involved in all aspects of sports in the area. But we're also very involved with helping to create opportunities for individuals that might not have as many opportunities as everyone else. That's where the Dick Sporting Goods Foundation and the Sports Matter program come into play. You know, when you're at Dick's Sporting Goods, um, most of them around the the, uh, the country, when you're up at the register and you have the chance to round up or donate a, a specific dollar amount, well, that money really does go to local charities, those that specifically help to support local youth sports. Uh, that's one of my favorite parts about this job, to be honest, is, is get to be a part of that process. And it's not just here in Knoxville at the House of Sport. You could be a, you know in Rochester, New York at their Dick's House of Sport, Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, really any Dick's Sporting Goods all across the country, especially right now, when you donate at the register, that money will go to local nonprofits. Uh, but here in Knoxville, over the past year, we've donated, uh, it's right at $50,000 to organizations like the Special Olympics of uh, East Tennessee, uh, Knoxville Catalyst Sports, Austin East Magnet High School, uh, and a couple of or- organizations that have got featured on today's podcast episode. Uh, today on the show, You'll hear from Rhiannon Potkey of Goods for Greatness. Now, Rhiannon is a sports journalist professionally, but she also runs a uh, nonprofit that exists just to provide sports equipment and uh, entry fees for underprivileged kids. Rhiannon started it about uh, five years ago, and she's a really cool lady. It's been my pleasure to get to know her uh, and her, uh, her charity, Goods for Greatness. You'll also hear from Sanford Miller, who is the director of sports ministry at Emerald Youth Foundation here in Knoxville. We've done so much stuff with Emerald over the past year, so I was thrilled to have Sanford on the show today. And from the House of Sport, Jess Nemick joins me to talk about uh, how she's gotten to help recently with a group called Autism Breakthrough whenever they visit the store. First, gotta let you know that the show is presented by Dick's House of Sport. We got a rock climbing wall, a batting cage, Trackman golf bays, an outdoor turf playing field with an Olympic grade track. Come find your passion at Dick's House of Sport. Every season starts at Dick's. Please go ahead and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dick's House of Sport, KNX. Uh, you know, if you're planning to participate in any of those events, um, it, it could be time in the rock wall, time in the uh, golf hitting bays. It could even be one of our summer camps for kids or a special uh, clinic for adults out in the field. I want to save you 20% just by entering HOS podcast. Now, it's all caps, all one word, just kind of my way of saying thanks for listening to the podcast. HOS podcast. Now, from Goods for Greatness, here's Rhiannon Potkey. I love your background, though. My God, <laughs> my wall here is not quite as uh, entertaining. So we do. That is just a graphic, but that is a picture of. We do have a meeting room here, and that's what the wall looks like. 
Really? That's lovely. I love that. I need to get something well, like that. I need to get anything in my house. You've seen it. It's like a storage facility. So it's basically. <laughs> that is what I thought. I thought it's, it seems, seems like she's, she's got just a storage for all of her, uh, uh, you know, equipment and merch or stuff she's given out to uh, charities. Yeah. I mean, I'm single obviously. And like the reason I moved in here right before the pandemic. So, and then my financial status, like, you know, quickly cratered a little bit. So like filling it with like, I'm just like, I'm going to put that on hold. And the reason I got the house, I mean, one of the bigger reasons, obviously I want to have a house, but was to have the storage, you know? So, but it, it like then Cincinnati donated about 400 cleats one day. So literally like a whole room got taken with that. So then I like had to have it in like my living room. And stuff. So it kind of outgrew my initial, like I wanted to have furniture and everything, but just everything kind of like these last two years have just been kind of weird. So I just need a bed and like working appliances and I'll be good. And a room full of cleats. Yeah. So they're getting down there though. I delivered more to Cincinnati last week, two weeks ago. So now I'm down to like a hundred and I have an HBCU coming to take the bigger sizes. So it's getting down there, Casey. It's getting down manageable. Why I like, I don't like, I've been kind of like very cautious about like anything financially is great. Like I'm willing to like scream because like some people just think it's just used equipment and really like I need money for the new stuff, these kids like and paying fees for kids to play. So I need to find like, I, and I just, I need more time. And like with your guys' donation that went like, like we helped like 40 kids in like the span of like a month and a half. Like it went like crazy. It was great. Um, wow. And that, but like, yeah, because I paid for like, a, you know, cause high schools charge, which is crazy to me that you public high schools, you have to pay to play like your sport, which is dumb. And then like all like the new shoes, like new shoes are like, it's the most, that's my biggest expense because like kids need shoes for everything. So I get like, you know, I buy probably like 20 or 40 pairs of shoes and cleats through you guys or something like the website, like every month. So um, it was great like that. But that's the stuff I really need because like some of the stuff you have to buy new for these kids because they just need new stuff. And then the paying fees, you know, like you can't, you know. So anyways, it, that stuff that you guys donated like was awesome. So just the financial part. I want to talk with you at some point um, off the air about a way to when you're doing that, when you're buying the stuff for them, because we can find out a way to save you money with that. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. I buy it through your site. Like you get, I mean, and I don't get me wrong. I've checked them all, but like with academies, it's like your inventory is always like, there's never like a canceled order. It's always like the next day it's shipped. It's like so efficient that I'm like, I just want to buy everything through Dick. So I always do. Yeah. So I it'd be great to I think I even got this hat through you guys. I don't remember, but, um, <laughs> Well, that's a great ad. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what. So Rhiannon Potkey um, with Goods for Greatness, uh, start us out by telling just basically what it is that the organization does. Yeah. Well, Goods for Greatness, it, it helps provide sports equipment to low-income kids. Uh, we raise money to purchase new equipment for the kids. And we often collaborate with colleges, like the major colleges around the country, to collect their used equipment. And then I redistribute it to low-income kids in their area. So they're giving back to their own communities. So, and we also collect money sometimes to pay for playing fees and, you know, some of these club fees that these kids have, because it's, it's getting crazy how much it costs to be a, an athlete now. Uh, but basically, you know, 98% of it is just buying new gear for kids, whether it's cleats, shoes, bats, you know, catching gear, anything they need. Um, there's a lot of families that it's choosing between, you know, paying the rent and giving their kids the equipment they need to play sports. 
So any way we can alleviate alleviate that expense for families and give these kids a chance to to reap the benefits of sports, that's what Goods for Greatness tries to do. Yeah, you know uh, when I, when you first started Dick's Sporting Goods, you watch a video about the uh, the, uh, the Dick's Foundation and their Sports Matter fa- uh, program, and the what you're describing right there just completely. It sounds like the uh, promotional video that I watched for that is just helping uh, some of those underprivileged kids get an opportunity because you know, they deserve that as well. Yeah. And believe I've read a lot about, and even like, this has been a dream of mine since I was like 16 and I'm now 42. It took me a while to start this five years ago, but what you guys do with that van that drives around the equipment van, the, the big, I see it, the bus and all the, that really inspires me. And I know no, we can all as an ecosystem help each other because not everyone can reach everyone. So I really feel like it's inspired by like the stuff you're doing too. And that always that pumps me up when I see that and I read about that and the different stops it makes because um, there's just so many kids in need. And I don't think we even like touch the surface. So it's so awesome to kind of to be helping each other in that sense and, and filling the holes wherever they are. Definitely. So talk about your sports background and how you kind of found yourself with a nonprofit uh, like this. Yeah, well, I grew up in um, Southern California, Ventura, California. Shout out to the 805. Um, I was a four sport athlete. Um, I played softball, basketball, soccer, and tennis, uh, eventually kind of narrowed down just to three by high school. So been in sports literally since day one. I mean, literally it's, it's my whole life. Um, so I, I did that love sports. I just love, you know, I am very competitive. I love that part. I love the camaraderie aspects. Um, and then, you know, I, I stuck around cause now I'm a sports journalist for the last 22 years. So, um, once I stopped playing, I went right into reporting and writing about it and covering it. Um, and I just, I just saw so many benefits from sports and, and, you know, it's not all easy. It was like teaching me resiliency and teaching me to like work with others and opening from failure. And I just saw how many benefits it is in life beyond just like winning and losing and the health benefits. And so I had really, I had teammates from all walks of life, like literally like the, the rich kids on the hill and the poor kids whose parents work in the fields where I'm from. It's a very, the, the economic uh, breadth of the county was was huge. So I saw that and I always wondered like, you know, some of these kids just, we drive them home and they had nothing. So that kind of planted a seed really early in my life. And then as I started covering it, I would cover the same disparities and I would see kids that were extremely talented. They just didn't have the, the support at home because their parents couldn't afford it. So it's always been something I wrote. I wrote it in a binder when I was like in high school that I wanted to start a nonprofit if I ever could get, you know, the ability to do it. And it took me a while to get to a point in my life where I said, OK, you got to just do it. So um, that's what I did. I, I kind of just took it's It's kind of been forming in me from that point, took a lot of the cues from my own careers and in, in terms of a player and now as a reporter. And uh, about four years ago, I, I got this nonprofit up and going off the ground. And uh, honestly, best thing. I've ever done in my life. I wish I could do it more. I wish I had the means to just do it full time all the time. Um, and nothing will ever get better than this from just, you know, it's scratching the surface that I don't feel like I'm doing enough, but it's so fulfilling. And I wake up every day, just hoping that I can try to help someone that day. And maybe, you know, that that leads to something bigger for that family or that kid. That's such a great mindset. I wish more of us could, could, uh, have the, um, self-awareness to, uh, feel like that as well. A lot more would get done. You know, my next question, I was going to ask you about any memorable, uh, stories or events that you've come across with goods for greatness. But first I got to ask, how about with your sports journalism? You, you certainly got some cool stories there. 
Oh yeah. I mean, just covering all the events. I mean, I've, and it is, it's a cool profession. I mean, but like any job there's, you know, there's late nights and drawbacks and deadlines and things, but um, it's cool. I've gotten to experience a lot of things, you know, covered a lot of uh, college sports, a lot of like bowl games, Rose bowls, national championships. Um, a lot of professional sports too. When I was back in Southern California, like, you know, some Dodgers angels and uh, Cowboys training camp every summer was in our County. So you got to see the Dallas Cowboys, which is never dull. Believe me. Uh, if anyone remembers T.O. kind of when Terrell Owens was tour de Francing in the middle of the workout with his, you know, he had like, he was on an exercise bike and doing that. Like that was some fun, interesting stuff to cover those Cowboys days. Uh, but yeah, just, I mean, I'm a huge college sports fan. So getting to cover like, you know, the, women's college world series for softball and you know some of the the like the big bowl games and the, i got to cover the rose bowl a lot which was like uh, amazing because that, that's like the greatest setting ever like usc texas game that's very memorable the experience is like i said it's there's a lot of stress that comes with it like any job but like you realize hey i'm covering sports and this is pretty neat and you get to interact with some really that's the best part to me is learning the stories of the the athletes and the coaches and, you know, they really kind of keep you like younger because they're just so energetic and they're so go-getting and um, some of their stories are amazing. So that's really been fun. I mean, I, I really have enjoyed it and, and uh, don't ever take for granted some of the experiences that we get behind the scenes that other people that fans would love to get. So, yeah, yeah. it's been great. Now, how about with the uh, nonprofit? Do you have any memorable stories? Anybody that just really touched you? Anytime you give kids something new, like a lot of them, like their just face just lights up, you know. So that to me, every time it doesn't get old. I mean, believe me, there's some that just like, oh, thanks. And they walk away and they're like, I'm good. Like I got, I, I should get new stuff, which is cool. I'm like, great. You know, but there's a lot of kids that like, they just don't have anything that they've ever had that's brand new or their own, um, especially the higher price range you get with some of this gear, you know? So just seeing their, like their faces light up every time. But uh, I had like one, I think probably like the first few first year I was doing this I had a single mom who like you know she was working like three jobs and like trying to do everything she her son was really into sports and she just couldn't afford it like literally couldn't afford it she's like I'm just he's not gonna be able to play this year so I spent like you know 700 bucks just kind of like new cleats new bat new everything like paying his playing fee and she just started crying and crying and I mean I did it was just I was trying not to you know I'm with a hardened journalist in me, but then I finally just like started crying too. It's really, but that's kind of what I knew. Like, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of parents out there that want to give their kids everything and they just can't. I mean, she was sacrificing everything like where she wasn't even eating sometimes. And I'm like, man, that's just not like, shouldn't happen, you know? So that one always has stuck with me and I'm kind of glad it happened early because it really showed me like there is value in this and there's people everywhere that no one's really, that just no one's, they're, they're not, the people aren't going to project. They, they don't want to beg for help. She was asking me how she could help me. And I'm like, you're, that's not the point, but she wanted to help. That's, and it, it's amazing how many of these families want to help. They want like, what can we give you? I'm like, no, that's not the point. You mm -hmm. don't even have stuff to give. The fact that that came so early really was something where I said, okay, there's a need for this. So it came at the right time too. Cause it really like made me realize like, there's a lot more out here like her. And we need to make sure we find these people and make sure that it's not an added stress for them to want their kids to be playing sports because that shouldn't be an added stress. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So how would somebody, if somebody hears this and they want to donate, they want to help, how can they do that? Yeah, well, the, as we were talking about, the biggest thing is just financially, if they have money to donate or they can, um, you can go to our website, goodsforgreatness.org, um, on social media, it's at 
goods for greatness and it's goods with a number for greatness. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, at goods for greatness. already has the contact information. Mine's Rhiannon Podkey at R Podkey on Twitter. You can always DM me and I can direct you there. But, you know, getting honestly, like every nonprofit, money is what makes the world go round, right? We need, I need, like, I get, you know, I get requests every day for new stuff and it's just trying to to afford it and fund these kids and, and get it and, um, you know, get the stuff sent to them. So any, any way, I mean, we've had little kids donate like lemonade stand money, like 50 bucks, but you know what, that's, that helps a kid. I mean, we get them like, uh, you know, something they need for their sport. So any little amount helps. So that's, that's the easiest way is just go to the website or go to social media. And there's plenty of uh, ways where you can see where to donate. And if they have any questions, they can always reach out to me personally too. And you're a great Twitter follow, by the way. Thank you. I don't yeah. know. I, sometimes it just goes into the ether and like, it's a way for me to just kind of like, since I'm working alone a lot to just like, I need to say something to someone besides myself. So I'm just going to put it on and I hope people can like maybe follow sports. They maybe, you know, haven't followed all the time or learn about athletes. They don't know about all the time. Um, Cause you hear about the same ones over and over. And I try to like put some light on some of the, you know, more unique stories, maybe, or different stories. Well, you already talked about your experience at Dick's house of sport. So I'm glad we've been able to work together in the past for sure. Yeah. Dick's has been a huge help for us. I mean, I just, from just their own donations to us, to me purchasing tons of stuff on the site and like helping these kids, a lot of the stuff I order, you know, it's just amazing that the donation they gave a few months ago, we've already helped about 30 to 40 kids um, and they know exactly where it came from and they were really stoked. So it's been a huge inspiration, like I said, and a huge help and um, just really honored that you would even have us on on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, no question. Thank you for all you do. Rhiannon Potkey, Goods for Greatness. Thanks for coming on. I'm uh, just so grateful to know you and to have you on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Over the past year, we've done so much work with Emerald Youth Foundation here in Knoxville. Sanford Miller is the Director of Sports Ministry. Great guy. Good chat. Yeah, so yeah, I see your uh, your shirt says performance training. What do you what do you do in the uh, the arena of performance training with uh, Emerald? So, um, so I'm I'm director of sports, and so we have I mean we have twelve different sports right now that we're rolling out, and one of those sports is performance training. And so what we do is we offer um, our athletes an opportunity to work with our performance trainers. Um, and to help them, you know, to develop as athletes. And they can either come as a team during their season or they can come as individuals um, in their off season and just help them get bigger, faster, and stronger. Uh, we have like a summer program that's $10 a month. And uh, we offer it to all of our athletes in the summer for dad period as well. That's awesome. I know you guys help so many local athletes. So yeah. uh, Sanford Miller up top on the House of Sport podcast. Thank you for joining me. Um, just tell me what really the mission is for Emerald Youth Foundation and what exactly you do. Who do you help and how do you do it? Yes. So our mission is just to raise up a large body of uh, uh, youth to uh, be leaders of Christ. And we are uh, serving the inner city, Knoxville. Uh, we are looking for uh, youth that, that wanted to look for opportunity to have a full life. And so we are serving all of our city schools for as Austin East Fulton High School, uh, South Door High School, West High School, uh, Central. And um, then we have the seven middle schools as well and um, 
uh, elementary programs as well. Now, what are the sports kind of initiatives that you're a part of? So our sports initiatives, uh, we use uh, the game or any particular sport that we have, uh, again, to disciple youth. And uh, we're partnering with FCA on that aspect and, and having devotions and little small huddles within the, the teams. And so we have, um, we're about to roll out golf and tennis uh, in, in the next couple months. And so uh, we have a uh, swim who is competing over at the University of Tennessee right now, doing great. Uh, we have track and field, cross country, soccer, of course. Um, we were doing uh, lacrosse, but we decided to do that as a recreational type sport. Uh, we do wrestling, uh, girls volleyball. Uh, we also, we just started our first boys volleyball team this year as well. And I think I might be living out something, but it's about close to 12 sports right now that we're doing. So, well, what about those sand sum fields? They're just beautiful fields. Uh, anybody that gets a chance to to play on those, you know, will remember them. They're so, such uh, in such great shape. What all are they used for? So those fields are used for primarily our, uh, our Emerald Premier League that we have. So we have our own soccer league uh, and club. And so what we decided was, hey, we have let's have our own club. And instead of ha- having our club travel to go different places outside um, of the city, we created our own league for our club teams to play in the league. And so we invite teams from all over the Tri-Cities, from Middle Tennessee, and different places to actually come down and play on those fields. And then we also partner with a lot of our local high schools and um, and middle schools as well, and allow them to use it as their home fields if they don't have fields of their, of their own, as well as help uh, other teams around the city uh, for us tournaments and things like that. So it's, it's multiple usage. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, I love it. I was a coach for Blunt United Soccer, and we came up to play on their fields all the time. Yes. Um, but do, do you find that when people come to bring their uh, leagues or teams to play there? Does it just, I would imagine it really helps get the the word out about what Emerald Youth Foundation is doing, I guess. Yes. It's a, a huge asset to be able to just use these fields to really share our, our ministry and, and the gospel, what we're trying to do. And so uh, we just ha- had one of our fields just recently done and um, you know, you can see our fields from the interstate. And so we actually put our logo, our cross, on the middle of the field. And so in the middle of the field, you're going down the highway, you can see actually see the cross on the interstate and just showing that this is truly a ministry and have uh, to serve kids. Yeah. Well, even the stuff that, I mean, one Knox SC is, is uh, playing out there and that's, that's really cool to see them kind of embrace that um, opportunity as well. Oh, for sure. They are out here almost every other day, uh, practicing in the morning, training, different things like that, and getting to know those guys and the coaching staff has been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, do, do you have an easy time understanding the coach? Uh, no, this thick accent. Uh, <laughs> I look at a lot of players. I'm like, Hey guys, can you help me out here? You know, <laughs> <laughs> was it, is it Scottish? I guess his accent. It is. It is. It's real. It's real strong, but, uh, he's a great guy. He, he's doing wonderful things here in the city of Knoxville. And uh, I'm so grateful that a lot of our uh, club players had opportunity to be a part of that team. Yeah, no question. Even the 15 year old kid. That's insane. Yes. Um, yes. yes that, uh, Leo Santos is his That's name. Right. Yes, yes. So Leo is, uh, he was actually here uh, yesterday uh, training and stretching out and things like that. And so he's a very special kid with a, with a skill set is unbelievable. At I believe he's got a, a bright future, am I right? He does, for sure. So how long has Emerald Youth been in business? So we've been around for 30 years now. We just celebrated 30 year anniversary last year. And so, uh, you know, it started from a, a kickball uh, game. And um, Steve Diggs, our president and CEO, uh, was a, um, a youth director at Emerald Avenue Methodist Church. And uh, from that kickball game, it blossomed to, you know, a basketball league and a gym that was donated by the old St. Mary's Hospital. And then it continued just to grow into, a, you know, after school ministry and then a uh, ministry for young, young um, 
high school students for calling and career and in our sports division as well. So it's truly a huge asset for the East Tennessee as well as for the city of Knoxville. Now, Sanford, how about you personally? What was uh, sports like for you as a kid? I wonder if that kind of helped you guide into a, a career like this. Yes. Yeah, so uh, sports for me was um, this is where it all, life started for me, I guess you would say. Um, grew up playing the inner city and played, you know, with the Roadrunners and um, in East Knoxville and had a coach who was my stepdad as well, uh, who impacted my life when the, by the game of football and gave me an opportunity. And uh, from there, I went on to Salvador High School when I was um, ran track as well and, and, and played football. And then uh, University of Tennessee gave me an opportunity to be a preferred walk-on. And I was there for two years. And uh, just by learning the game, I knew how important that was to um, give back to what I've learned over the years. And so Coach Lou Lee with the Knoxville Falcons for 14 years. And now I'm currently the president of the organization. I knew what the game of sports, but football done for me. And so I wanted to come back in the opportunity and, and, and pull back into our community. That's what I love to hear about is when people – can find ways to impact lives beyond the field of play. Yeah. 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 There's, that's a must. And that's what I'm trying to instill into our athletes now. You know, once you're, you, you become middle school, high school, and then you go on to college, Hey, whenever you come home, feel free to stop by and give back and, and ensure that some of the expertise that you learned here growing up. What was your college career like? A college career wasn't, wasn't what I thought it would be. I, I wanted to play a lot more, um, but it was, it was an experience that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change. Uh, I, all my best friends I have to today, to this day, I still talk to. So my college experience was, um, I would say it was an eye opener um, coming from South Dole High School when you have a name for yourself locally in the city and then you go to University of Tennessee and everybody's an All-American and things like that. And so it just still helped me realize that there's more to life uh, than a game. And I understand the business behind it, which helped me prepare for a lot of the, uh, prepare for some of our athletes that we have today. Yeah. But what I love about your career is you're still able to like pick out how much sport can mean. Um, Even if you're not going to excel and go, go to the next level, still, you can take those lessons and uh, use them for, you know, everything in your life. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. University of Tennessee, I like, again, you know, one of the best uh, programs in the country. And so when the coaching staff, I had the time with coach former and and John Chavis and um, some other guys over there taught me a lot just on how, how to be a man and just how to persevere in life. Now, how can people help for the foundation? Uh, if you could help, um, we would ask for volunteers, 12 different sports, 1,900 athletes, and 155 teams. Um, we, we live off volunteers. And so our kids don't have the opportunity to go out and use a game as an outlet or the next step in their life without volunteer help. And so we, we urge everyone to go out to uh, emeryyouth.com and under the volunteer tab and, and sign up as a volunteer. So, you know, my uh, opportunity, I guess, with my position at Dix is to, we can create grants and help out financially with some stuff, but uh, a real volunteer opportunity is something that I've been looking for, not just for me, but my whole community team. So I'm going to, I'm going to look into that and I want to be in touch with you, see if we can find a way to uh, get involved. Awesome. That'd be awesome, man. We're truly grateful for Dick Sporting Goods and House of Sport on uh, the many donations that you all have uh, uh, given us over the years and what you've done to the, the city of Knoxville. I've heard so many different stories of everything you guys are doing out in the community and, and we're truly blessed for it. Yeah. Well, I, I can't say this enough. It is, it has truly been our pleasure. Yes. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for all you do and just for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. Thanks. See you, buddy.
Checking in now with one of our teammates from Dick's House of Sport who actually went out of her way to be helpful this past week as we welcomed in a group called Autism Breakthrough. Here's Jess Nemec. All right. She goes by Jess. I often uh, just refer to her like a new girl. Who's that girl? It's Jess. <laughs> hey, Jess. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. So let's start about uh, what you do for Dick Sporting Goods. How long have you been here and uh, just what is your gig? Yeah, I've been here for about two years. I started in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, and I was just a part-time golf associate, and I worked my way up, and I am now the store administrative assistant for House of Sport Knoxville. Um, so golf. Yes. What is, uh, are, you, are you a golfer? Uh, tell me about that. Yes, I originally got the job up in Grand Rapids because I was a college golfer at Davenport University. Wow. Um, so I played there for four years. College golfer, that's pretty sweet. Yes, it was really awesome. We got to travel around um, for our spring breaks. We always went to Hilton Head and competed. So I never had the typical college spring break. I mm -hmm. always was playing golf. Every single time um, we got about one day where we got to have a lot of fun and, you know, in between rounds. But, you know, I enjoyed being able to do something golf related on a quote unquote break. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to ask you on this one because um, we're, we're talking a lot about just what the Sports Matter program with the Dick Sporting Goods Foundation can do. And one of the organizations that we have hear a lot is Autism Breakthrough and something that you've been very helpful with. So I thought I'd get your, your thoughts. Now, Autism Breakthrough, they're an organization that works with young adults as they kind of are transitioning from that, you know, school phase of their lives into professionalism. Yes. So a lot of them want to know like how or, or what is a job in uh, retail or some of these other industries, what are they like and how can they or can they have a career in that. So they, they come and they'll kind of tour our store and we teach them about a, a job in retail. And you've been a part of that. And I just kind of wanted to hear what that experience was uh, like from your perspective. Yeah, it's really awesome. Um, something that I've found is it's really helpful if, you know, they're able to come in and just experience the store from a employee perspective versus a shopper perspective. So it really helps them not only when they're shopping, so understanding why, you know, like for neurotypical people or, um, you know, allistic people um, as, as the community. What's allistic? Allistic is essentially the opposite of autistic, um, is, the, is the most simplest way I can put it. Um, it's a term used in the community. Um, it's, it's becoming more popular versus neurotypical, which, which leans to, um, you know, autism being a bad thing. Really, it's just a developmental disability that, you know, yes, it affects your life, um, obviously. You know, that doesn't mean that you're any less sure. or any less, you know, quote unquote, typical. So mm -hmm. um, I tend to use them interchangeably right now. I'm doing more research on the subject. But, um, but you know, it, sometimes it just takes a little bit longer to get more acclimated to things. So allowing them to see that sort of process, how the product gets to the floor, um, how we organize everything. It's just a, a very, it's a more comfortable experience shopping um, and allows more independence. So when they're experiencing that, they're not only seeing it from that shopping perspective, so just everyday life. If you think about walking into a grocery store, it might not be stressful for you. Um, but for a lot of other people, it's very stressful. It's a process. Um, so just allowing them to kind of go through 
a store and see how it works. And, you know, maybe they say, wow, I really like how shoes are organized. I could be, I could work in this stock room. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, you know, allowing them to kind of explore their career perspectives in a different way than just those typical career tests that you take online or, you know, reading online about it. There's a lot of different ways people learn. And sometimes it's just coming in the store and experiencing it. Now, this week we had a couple of twin brothers Uh, Was it Logan and Leon? Yes, I believe so. So they were in maybe 16 years old. These guys are are, are considering, you know, jumping into a world in retail. So talk about specifically those two guys. Did they get a lot out of it? And uh, what did you think this experience meant for them? Yes, it was awesome. Um, So they came in initially and um, I was just talking with them before uh, one of our associates, Ethan, took them on a tour. But just talking with them... um, I did notice one of them was very talkative and the other one was very um, introverted. Yes. So this is this is something that's very interesting that I noticed about them immediately, which I I tend to get really interested in neuroscience and, and psychology as well. So this is very interesting to me personally that they're twins. Right. One was very clearly more talkative and more uh, traditionally like involved, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. And then the other twin was kind of secluded, but, you know, having experience with uh, folks with autism, I just noticed that he's still getting so much out of the experience just because someone is not verbally communicating that they are enjoying the experience or that they're learning. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not getting anything out of it or that they're not interested. So that's something that I thought was really awesome was that they felt comfortable enough to just be themselves. So, you know, in their everyday lives, they were comfortable enough to just be who they are. And so they were able to transition into the store experience and the visit and the tour and everything with that same mindset. It was great. That's so cool. And, uh, so you talk about your interest in neuroscience. Is that why, you know, something like Autism Breakthrough kind of um, hits home for you? Yes, definitely. Um, I just think that it's so interesting to look at the scientific side of things. Um, I don't have a good understanding of other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very difficult for me to understand why other people do things, Uh you know, it, it's more of a scientific or a logical process for me versus a feelings process. So, um, you know, studying that kind of stuff, either as a hobby or eventually I may take it into a career, that's something that's very interesting to me and that allows me to better move throughout my life. So um, anytime I see anything that's, for example, twins who I believe were identical mm-hmm, twins. So they're identical and yet they have such different personalities and different experiences in the world. So I think that's so interesting. And how do we help, how do we help people who maybe don't communicate or learn the same way as others still have the same, the same quality of experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's something I try to do here as well with my job and obviously with our tours and autism breakthrough and, just any organizations um, that we can help out that are also pushing that narrative and that that experience um, and that passion that I have in a different way even, that's something that I'm going to ultimately support and 
and work very hard towards. Right on. And and something that we really try to build here at the store is a very inclusive um, environment. And uh, so I, I appreciate your help and help yeah. in helping me, you know, create this super inclusive environment at the store. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I it's inclusivity is one of my biggest passions. I we started even started a teammate resource group for our teammates that um, have disabilities or have you know family members, friends, you know coworkers with disabilities. Um, I think Ditch Sporting Goods and House of Sport in general are just creating a more inclusive and diverse environment for everybody to experience all the different levels of sport, all the different types of people that can be involved in sports or fans of sports, like just anything. That's the way that sports all ties everyone together. It doesn't matter like who you are. You Mm -hmm. can always either play a sport, experience a sport, watch a sport, listen to a sport. Yeah. Anything. I mean, I think that's the official Dick Sporting Goods mission statement. Yes. yes. I think you yes. just nailed it. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you again so much for taking the time. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right. So one more time, that coupon code to save you 20% off of any experience at Dick's House of Sport. It is simply HOS Podcast. You got to make sure you enter uh, all caps and all one word, but saving you 20% just like that. Taking a quick look now at some of the big uh, uh, big events coming up at Dick's House of Sport. The Big Orange Hangout, it is just two days away. It's Thursday. That's a free event where you can meet and interact with about 40 Tennessee athletes here on our field. But you got to make sure that you pre-register on our website. Otherwise, we might uh, basically run out of space. we got a cheer clinic coming up very soon. I'm not big into cheerleading, but we've worked a lot with the folks from Bridge Management, and they know their stuff. So they're helping us put this on. we got two uh, Tennessee cheerleaders, Kenzie Couch and Luke Bybee, who are going to be here running that thing with some of their teammates. So uh, it's going to be pretty cool. It's a sideline cheer event. I do know that much. So you can go (laughs) register for it. It's uh, mid-August. And we're doing a college football kickoff party again this year. Uh, It's going to be Friday, September the 2nd on our field. We'll have lots of vendors, food, and entertainment available. Um, Just want to, you know, celebrate the start of the season. Don't forget, you can now rent our field for private events. You just got to reach out on our website, and we will help you find a good date to uh, do that. For that and our full events calendar, go to dicks.com slash houseofsportknx. Thanks again so much to Rhiannon Potkey, Sanford Miller, and Jess Nemec for joining me on the podcast today. Please follow us right now. Uh, on social media at Dick's House of Sport KNX. And as always, thanks to Mike McBath Music for the song. I'm Casey. Thanks for listening. Who you calling when you're portin' short? Man, that's house of sport. Who you calling when you're portin' short? Man, that's house of sport. Who you calling when you're portin' short? Man, that's house of sport. Who you calling when you're portin' short? Man, that's house of sport. Who you calling when you're portin' short? Man, that's house of sport. Who you calling when you're portin' short? Man, that's house of sport.